captured. Returning from a perilous assignment in the Outer Rim, Jedi Master Evan Peel's cruiser has fallen under attack and been boarded. Seeking vital information he carries about secret hyperspace lanes called the Nexus Route, Separatist forces have taken him alive. Now, the Jedi are preparing a stealth mission into the heart of Separatist space in an effort to rescue Master Peel from the deadly prison known as the Citadel. Once again, Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar, welcome to the 122nd Jedi Master Disobeying episode of MandoVision, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Please, make sure you're following us on social media, it's the best and easiest way to get a hold of us, at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter, Instagram, you can also email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please, make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing this show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. If possible, or so inclined, and you're in the mood, hey, five-star reviews, remember, a great way to help small shows like us stand out, not get lost in the shuffle, and defy the tyranny of the algorithm. How is everyone doing? Hope you had a great weekend. We're back, breaking down some more Star Wars, The Clone Wars, as we, as we continue to rewatch the series, and, and uh, try to find new new ways to contextualize what we're seeing with, with everything that we know that comes later, You know, whether that's Star Wars Rebels, or events depicted in The Mandalorian. Maybe some stuff that will be depicted in the book of Boba Fett. Uh, it's just a really interesting uh, time to kind of go back and explore this show. And so that's what we're doing. And I do want to make a quick announcement. We are, if you're a long-time listener of the show, if you've been with us, uh, you know, we had really ramped up our coverage of Star Wars The Clone Wars here in Season 3. We are going to have to pull back just a little bit. Uh, partially because the book of Boba Fett's going on. Uh... And, and maybe we'll be able to maintain a, a two-week an episode schedule after Boba Fett's done. But, but yeah, it'll be two, two episodes a week right now. There will not be a third. We, we, we pushed the, the, the limits of my sanity to get three episodes out a week ago. And uh, I, I can't maintain that, that schedule. It's a little hectic for me. So what will happen is, at least during the run of Bo- Book of Boba Fett, uh, we will be dropping Star Wars The Clone Wars. I believe we'll be releasing those episodes back on Mondays, as, as was kind of the old formula before the holidays. And then Wednesday evenings, after I've had time to uh, watch, assess, and review the Book of Boba Fett, we will drop those episodes on Wednesday. So two episodes a week still, uh, slightly different uh, pattern than, than what we've done in the past. So just a little heads up there. If you're like, hey, wait, why is there no show on Friday? 
that that'll be why. And it's again just you know we'll see, we'll reevaluate once Boba Fett's done, but for the time being, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna keep it right at this spot here uh, because uh, we need to keep it in in a bit of a comfort zone. <laughs> you know, a lot going on, a lot going on, and and I mean as as excited as I am, I just cannot. Uh, as much as I'd love to, I cannot spend all day talking about Star Wars, even though it'd be a dream come true. <laughs> so yes, how is everyone doing? Let's talk about our episode. Uh, it's it's season three, episode eighteen, The Citadel. Original air date February eleventh, two thousand and eleven. Our plot for this week's episode: uh, Obi Wan, Anakin, and some of their best troopers. Good lord, I did not write that very well. Excuse me. Obi-Wan, Anakin, and some of their best troopers attempt to break into the Separatist prison known as the Citadel in an effort to attempt, excuse me, in an effort to rescue Jedi Master Evan Peel. Our our episode is directed by Kyle Dunleavy, written by Matt Matt Mishnovitz. Excuse me, my goodness. Our main cast this week Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker, James Arnold Taylor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, Plo Koon. And Aussie Sobek, the warden of the Citadel. Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka Tano and K2B4. D. Bradley Baker is the clone troopers and the torture droid. Blair Bess is Evan Peel. Matthew Wood is the battle droids and the commando droids. Steven Stanton is Tarkin. Spoilers. Tarkin. Anthony Daniels returns as C3PO, and Tom Kane is once again our narrator. And yeah, this was an episode. Um, I remembered. The, the Citadel arc in, in very broad terms, right? I remembered, mostly I remembered it being the, the, Tark, the, the excuse me, the arc that introduced Tarkin into, into Star Wars The Clone Wars, uh, where he's just Captain Tarkin. But, but you can see sort of the genesis of the, of the man he will become with the rise of the Empire and as he rises through the ranks for the Empire. And that was, that was sort of what I remembered about that arc overall. Uh, things I did not remember, well, yeah, I mean, let's just put it out there. I completely forgot about the carbon freezing element to this episode, uh, and I was just so delighted by it uh, to, to sort of use this as a strategy uh, for for Dave Filoni and, and Henry Gilroy, who apparently had been trying to hatch a way to incorporate uh, carbon freezing as a tactic, as a strategy for for the um, for the forces of the Republic. Uh, was something they, they they had been trying to do for a long time, and and, and technically it's it's, it's uh, Henry Gilroy got to do it first in in a Star Wars comic book, um, before Filoni is able to bring it to life on on the, on the screen, but uh, it, it's such a cool moment and and just sort of contemplate and, and and think about again sort of recontextualize that moment in Empire Strikes Back when Darth Vader is putting Han Solo down into the carbon freezing chamber, and and now we sort of have like this like this is not the first time. Anakin Skywalker, aka Darth Vader, has had the the uh, the, the 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 strategy, the, the the plan to to carbon freeze a living individual, uh, and and you know we think about Lando, and and what they say during that sequence, like oh yeah he should be fine, and Anakin's like oh he's gonna be just fine. I know how this works. I've done this. This is easy peasy lemon squeezy. So. Really exciting! I really enjoyed that element. I, I, obviously, a lot of the dialogue during that sequence, uh, as as the clone troopers prepare to be carbon frozen, uh, references heavily things in Return of the Jedi, and I'm sure we'll, we're gonna, we're going to play some of those in a moment. But yeah, really, uh, really exciting stuff. And, and as far as that goes, as far as uh, sort of the Star Wars sort of ability to be sort of self-referential in a way. Uh, also, I like the the idea of these like Nexus roots. 
uh, these these secret hyperspace lanes that Jedi Master Evan Peel and uh, and Captain Tarkin come into possession of, and how the Separatists are are trying to extract that information from these characters. Uh, really, really enjoyed that. I also enjoy how much they. Uh, I and again something I sort of had forgotten from the initial watching of of this show many many years ago was that was the way that Tarkin is sort of in opposition of the Jedi which is very much in character to him but how by the end of the episode there's sort of a begrudging respect forming between Tarkin and Anakin Skywalker uh, while at the same time uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and, and, and Tarkin very much polar opposites of each other and, and Tarkin not enjoying being overruled by these Jedi generals uh, who he who he believes you know have no business being field commanders <laughs> and by you know and by and large he's you know correct it, it we've talked about it, how the Jedi have no business uh, uh, being this being dragged into this war being uh, generals it, it's it's sort of the antithesis of the entire Jedi model of, of their entire philosophy so again sort of like that shroud of the dark side that has fallen over the Jedi not even not even being aware of just how wrong they they are in pursuing this course of action in this war as, as sort of like the defenders of the Republic and, and not kind of processing all that. And, and, and again, I don't want to go down that route necessarily. I mean, we could have that whole philosophical battle. You all know where I stand on that particular topic and, and, and how this is, this, this was Sidious's plan. This is how he was able to, you know, get the dark side going and, and blinding the Jedi from what he was doing, you know, distract them with a war, have them go against their ideology. Uh, and, 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 make themselves more susceptible to failing and to falling from grace. So, again, just just another element of that. And so, I, I again, really, really fun. I, I, I dig this episode. It's a bit of a... Um, it's sort of funny to go from this, because we had the big three-part Mortis episodes. Uh, you know, again, I'll focus on, on Jedi and Sith ideologies, the philosophies of the Force, and, and a lot of mysticism elements in, the, in those three episodes. And now we're back into the thick of the Clone Wars. And... Uh, uh, it's definitely a change of pace, a change of uh, shifting of the gears, if you will. But you know me, I love the clones, so so bring it on. The more the merrier. And you're talking about uh, like an impregnable, impreg- impregnable citadel to to that that our heroes have to break into. It's very um, and kind of like uh, where eagles dare, or even like Guns of Navarone kind of World War II movie esque in a way. So I dig that very very much. Uh, I did want to talk about a little bit about Jedi Master Evan Peel. Perhaps you remember he is in Episode One in live action. He's on the Jedi Council when Qui Gon Jinn takes a young Anakin Skywalker before the Council to try and get him accepted and to give him Jedi training. Uh, he also shows up at the very, very end of the movie uh, for the celebration on Naboo. And yeah, he's he's a uh, he's a Lannic. That's his that's his species. That is his home world as well. And he is in possession of the Nexus roots, so he's a very important character in this arc. Uh, and he's also, he, he's uh, as far as Jedi's go, he's a bit more uh, combat ready, combat first, and and we'll see that throughout this arc. Uh, we'll talk about that more in later episodes. But uh, he's he's a sort of a battle hardened Jedi, right? You can tell that you know he's got the scars, he's got the look. He's done he's done he's done a fair share of of, of combat in his time. And then uh, the other character I wanted to talk about that we're introduced to in this episode is Ossie is Sobek, a Findian from Findar. He is, in fact, the Warden of the Citadel, and he is voiced by James Arnold Taylor, as we discussed. And uh, as, as you'll, you'll watch the episode, you'll, you, you will note the sort of interesting cadence 
uh, that James Arnold Taylor uses as he is is doing this voice. Uh, and it, it does have a sort of Christopher Walken-esque cadence to it. Um, if he had said more cowbell, perhaps, you know, it'd be more obvious. I would have picked up on it a lot quicker. It took me a little bit to kind of be like, oh, yeah, he's kind of doing like a walk-in thing here. Uh, so very, very interesting stuff. And then I think that's all I have for you before we get into the episode proper. And, and yeah, I'm excited. Let's, let's, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. So you know what time it is. It's time to strap on your buckets. No, I don't like the way I did that. Not at all. It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Beg your pardon, General. But how do we know Master Peel is still alive? The Separatists won't dare kill Master Peel until they have what they need. He obtained the coordinates of a secret hyperspace lane known as the Nexus Route, which travels into the heart of both the Republic and Separatist homeworlds. They could prove vital in maneuvering our forces deep into remote Separatist sectors. Or the enemy could use them to slip through our defenses and attack Coruscant. These hyperspace lanes are of immense interest to both our sides, and could tip the scale of the war to whomever is in possession of them. That is all. Another interesting element in this episode is the the Jedi and Padawan experience between Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano, an episode where Anakin is issuing orders. He he wants to keep Ahsoka safe and out of this potentially uh, a, a, sort of a potential suicide mission in, in a sense. So he wants to spare Ahsoka the, the danger, the risk. And, and Ahsoka... Uh, who, being Anakin's Padawan, is is not accustomed to sort of being sidelined uh, in in this way. Uh, this episode, I think, sort of again highlights the differences from the way Anakin manages his Padawan as, as opposed to some of the other ways we've seen the Jedi Master and Padawan relationship. Um, sort of disobedience is sort of part of Anakin's you know methodology in, in a sense. Uh, and, and Obi-Wan like rightly points that out to him, the do as I say, not as I do thing, you know, oh, Anakin, very good at defying orders and not, and not following them and believing he knows better. And Ahsoka seems to be on a similar path because that's exactly what she does here. She uh, goes to Master Plo Koon uh, and is sort of forced to, to you know, and, and Plo doesn't explicitly tell her to defy his orders, but it's, it's sort of a, a, a lesson for her to examine what would your master do if if put in a similar situation and anakin is not happy about not being listened to and not having his orders followed but at the same time he knows that by attempting to chastise her uh, you know to a certain extent uh he is being a big old big old hypocrite big old hypocrite so it, it's it, again it's part of that unique dynamic between those two characters i i sort of wrestled with like how do i feel about that overall because so much of the of the jedi uh and padawan relationship is sort of about i don't know if obedience is the word i want to use but it's it's you know following the instructions of your mentor uh you know you're being trained you're being tutored uh and and you're supposed to be learning so we have to extrapolate like well what is anakin teaching ahsoka and what is what lessons is she taking from the, the these uh these uh these I don't know these not not uh, less again but learning and lessons. I, I don't want to use the, those same words over and over again. But you know what is she taking from what he has imparted to her, and and that is a a, a streak of defiance, a streak of defiance as as she becomes more of an independent thinker and an independent character. Uh, so ultimately, I came around to it. I was like, oh, you know what, I do like this. It just does make sense for her journey and for 
uh, her experiences because this is who's teaching her. And, and Anakin, an unconventional Jedi, so he obviously has an unconventional approach to, to handling a Padawan. And this is his first Padawan, you know? And, and we talked a bit, you know, we saw in episodes past how uh, when, when Obi-Wan speaks to the Force ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn, how he sort of expresses frustration, but, you know, with the, with the teaching, oh gosh, sorry, that thought came out wrong, but how, you know, Anakin, excuse me, Obi-Wan has tried his best with Anakin, but Anakin has a streak of defiance in him that has caused them to butt heads more than once. That is passing on to Ahsoka as well. We're seeing the, that stubborn streak that, uh, I know better than you. It should be my choice to put my life in at, at, at danger, and ultimately, that is Ahsoka's. I, I, I do. That's ultimately what drove me to Ahsoka's side, is I do believe that she has the right to to make her choice to not have to be have a Master Skywalker be overprotective of her and sideline her in this in this episode. So I, I think it does make sense for her to do what she does, and and uh, yeah, I kind of like that that Anakin has to uh, suck a suck a lemon on it. <laughs> let's go ahead and check out the scene uh, where they're getting ready to do the carbon freezing because I do like this bit and again it's a little self-referential we, we refer to some things we see on Jedi uh, but the chamber very reminiscent of what we saw on Cloud City we also have an Ugnaught manning the controls here um, I was also very curious uh, they don't specify but I'm just like is this cloning or, or is, is this carbonite facility in you know the Jedi Temple, or is this part of like you know something they're using for for shipping and, and sending out items or whatever? Or did they have to go to a secondary location? I was just curious about that. They don't really specify, but I thought it was interesting. But here, let's play the scene. This is your idea, carbon freezing. Hey, you wanted to shield us from the life form scanners. Are uh, we sure this thing is safe? I don't want to end up a wall decoration. Try to relax. We'll be unfrozen as soon as we arrive. Boom. I, I, again, I really like it as a, as a tactic, as a strategy to employ against, you, you know, you're going to break into a droid-run facility. All they have to do is scan for life forms on these ships as they make their approach, and they'll know they're under attack, right? You know, so, so carbon freeze. Boom, perfect strategy. I also like the element that they have here of uh, R2 in control of three reprogrammed and repurposed battle droids. Uh, I thought that led to some some you know interesting bits of levity as as, as uh, R two sort of becomes like this field commander for these droids, and uh, I enjoy C three PO's sort of incredulousness about the whole situation. So things that 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 sort of made this episode a little bit lighter as is it's a fairly uh, intense sort of action action episode. The 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 struggle to enter this this uh, really remote citadel again. Like I said, I I, I will reference once again. Uh, where Eagles Dare, the Guns of Navarone. It's not an outright reference to those movies, but it's reminiscent. Like the idea of of you know scaling the the this like a, like a mountainous kind of wall to infiltrate a, a enemy uh, location, an enemy fortification, and and uh, yeah, it works out really really well. And again, I think the only question I have about it is is from the from the Republic forces standpoint. Uh, again, you, you you go to great lengths. You have these uh, codes so you can land. Uh, why not just drop off the 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 landing party, the recon team, uh, and then have the droids complete the mission by docking at the facility? Right now, I get it. Again, you have to come up with a better cover story, right? Like if you're going to tell them that you have 
you know, parts and technical matter for the Forest Moon of Endor. You need to have parts and technical matter for the Forest Moon of Endor if you're going to go into this base. And again, it's it's one of the things in Jedi too, where it's like if that shuttle never checks in, then you know what's going on. But obviously, we know in Jedi the Empire already knew what was going on, so they were just allowed to land for whatever reasons. In this, again, it's, it, it's, this is this is what exposes the 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 attempted infiltration of the Citadel, is they don't complete the landing cycle, right? So it, it's sort of a half baked, well, not half baked, but not, not a perfectly executed plan. Uh, to to keep suspicion away from them, um, and so a bit of an oversight on our on our Jedi friends' parts, and and uh, maybe even R 2s It depends on who who is in charge of that entire end of the operation. But yeah, by not having them land, it it calls attention to them. And uh, again, it doesn't take long either. Once once one of the troopers uh, falls into one of the mines on the wall, that definitely gives away their their uh, <laughs> ability their 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 plan to infiltrate the uh, Citadel. So Ahsoka has defied. Uh, Anakin's orders. He's not happy about it, but she proves her usefulness on this mission right away, as as uh, she's the only one small enough to get into like the, this little uh, event and, and and let them in, open up the ra- the ratio to door, allowing them access to the citadel, allowing the infiltration to begin. And and she will go on to prove herself throughout this arc as as an important member of the team and what she brings to the team. But what I like about the, the this next sequence is again, Ossie uh, 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 Sobek sort of has a lot of um, fun security measures lined up to to eliminate the threats. And and so I really enjoyed, you know, as as these characters, as our heroes are sort of going from corridor to corridor, what different uh, obstacle will they come across as Ossie Sobek attempts to capture more Jedi and imprison them? And that's another element to the Citadel that they make reference to earlier in the, in the episode about how the Citadel is a dangerous place for Jedi because it was designed to hold Jedi who kind of become a little unhinged. So it's, it's a very secure facility with all kinds of countermeasures against Jedi. And that's, that's the thing you got to keep in mind in this episode. But eventually, we do our heroes do get where they need to go. They rescue Master Evan Peel. But it's not just as simple as, as recovering Peel and getting the heck out of there because uh, Peel and Captain Tarkin came up with a plan Evan only knows the first half, and Tarkin knows the second half of the Nexus route, and and so they need to go get Tarkin and the rest of the command officers from Evan Peel's command craft, his command command ship, I guess, is a better word than craft. So that leads us to the the initial encounter between Anakin Skywalker and Captain Tarkin. General, Captain Tarkin, I never thought I'd see you again, and you brought friends. Tarkin, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker. Now that you've found us, how do you expect to get us out? If they've locked this fortress down, there's at least ten squads on their way. It's going to be impossible to escape. What if we split up? My team will create a diversion, while Anakin leads the others away. That way, if one of us is captured, the enemy will only have part of the information and not all of it. General Kenobi, I think it's better if we stick together. A stronger force would have a better chance of protecting the information. Not in this situation. But surely we'd have more strength in numbers rather than divide us. Obi-Wan has a point. I'll go with him. You go with Skywalker. So as has been the case uh, for his entire life, (laughs) Will of Tarkin, not a fan of being uh, told what to do by uh, people he considers to be lesser than him. And you don't get to see it 
in that clip, but the look on his face of sort of being overridden by these Jedi who he does not hold in much high esteem, in very high esteem, uh, really rankles uh, Tarkin quite a bit. Now, as the episode progresses, it's much like the, the, the earlier parts of it. It's, it's Ossie Sobek and his forces attempting to, uh, to recapture the escaped prisoners. And again, you don't say escaped with Ossie Sobek. The droid that said the word escaped got shot in the head. So, no, no, no. He's not a fan of that word at all. You don't say that in front of Ossie. All right? Uh, so they are going to pursue. And you got commando droids. you got the battle droids. Everyone coming after these forces. And, and again, more uh, of, of the unique features of the Citadel are put in, into use here to sort of, uh, again, depower and, and, and uh, corral and capture the, the Republic forces that, are, that have made their way and that have infiltrated the Citadel. Uh, as the episode comes to its conclusion, uh, Anakin's team, Anakin's half of the, of the, of the two teams, uh, will cut their way into, into, through a wall and be in the tunnels of the mountain itself. And this is where we get our sort of first real interaction between Tarkin and Anakin Skywalker. And I do want to play this because it is very, very interesting. Uh, as, as again, Skywalker has no problems trying to put Tarkin in his place. Uh, and, and Tarkin sort of, for, again, forms this begrudging respect for Anakin first for saying what he does to him in that tone. So let's go ahead and check it out. All right, here we go. Looks like Obi-Wan's distraction worked. Things seem to be going as planned. It's when things do not go as planned that concerns me. What then? It's when things don't go as planned that we Jedi are at our best. Trust me. I deserve my trust for those who take action, General Skywalker. Then let me remind you, we rescued you back there, and I reserve my trust for those who understand gratitude, Captain Tarkin. And there you go. So the look on Tarkin's face, that's what says it all right there. As, as again, he's sort of like, oh, all right, I see this. This is a different kind of Jedi than, than those I am accustomed to dealing with, than dealing, you know, than Evan Peel or Obi-Wan Kenobi. Anakin Skywalker, a man of action, <laughs> as I guess is, is probably the best way to put it from Tarkin's perspective, from Tarkin's point of view. Uh, so that basically concludes our opening segment here our opening chapter of the citadel arc uh i really again I, it's an episode i really like it's it's um it's an opening chapter there's a lot of setup but i really like so many of the elements that are in play here obviously introducing tarkin's a big deal that's a, that's a fairly momentous uh thing to, to to mark on our calendars on our on our on our on our log books if you will uh i love the impl the the employing of the carbon freezing tactic during the clone wars Again, it sort of it sort of gives us a little bit more of a contextualization uh, for for Darth Vader's use of it in Cloud City for Han Solo. Not the first time uh, he will have carbon frozen anybody. And again, I just I don't know. It's just I think it's actually fairly clever. And then you know if you're an infiltrated droid base and you, you know they're gonna, you know they're gonna scan for life forms, why not be carbon frozen? You know, perhaps there's a way to have some kind of shielded. Uh, device that you can just hide in, but the carbon freezing is pretty clever. And uh, you know, I also what I, what I noted too, uh, the once once the clones and the Jedi are carbon frozen and they're loaded into the droid ship that will fly to the planet where the Citadel is, um, they're sort of they're sort of stacked up the same way in which we see them when we're watching the Mandalorian in season one when on on uh, on Din Djarin's ship when. Uh, we we see like the, just the racks and racks and racks of, of bounties that he has 
these these are stored the same way on that and and so like again a nice piece of continuity between the two shows uh, another 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 note that like hey they really are paying attention to the things they've done in the past so uh, I, I i really respect that and i think it's uh very commendable that they don't just you know you want that continuity you want that sort of lineage from show to show from era to era no matter who's in charge of the star wars at that point you know you know we we know that Filoni is 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 a sucker for detail. So is that an element he he insisted on? He incorporated, or is it just like you know everyone who's so involved with Star Wars is so passionate about it? They're like, hey, we got to remember what we did when we showed this a similar tactic employed uh, back in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. It's it's just really neat. I lo- I love that. It's it's one of those things. I love it when you when you know that they're putting the time and and attention to detail in everything that they do. It's just so wonderful. So, so wonderful. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I give it eight stars. I like this one a lot, and it sets up a lot of good stuff. More stuff with the Citadel coming up. That's really, really exciting, really, really action-packed. So, eight stars on this one, and that is the first episode, The Citadel, Season 3, Episode 18. We're rapidly getting to the end of Season 3. It's going to be quite a thing, quite a thing, let me tell you what. All right, so we're going to get out of here. We're going to close up shop, but... But, as is the new tradition on the show, we have to thank the official members, the official members that I am, I am currently coining the MandoVision Maniacs. You can become one over at patreon.com forward slash MandoVision. You can join the Maniacs, gain access to sweet bonus content, possibly the Death Star plans. Thank you so much to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman Abejo, Jeff Nail. Jeff is co-host of The Ringing Ear, a great music podcast. Please check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company here in San Diego, California, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops, the Silent Assassin, he who shall not be named, and Syndicate Ram, co-host of the Come On It's Still Good podcast. Be sure to check them out. They're doing fun movie stuff over there, too. All right, thank you all so, so much for being Patreons. And to everyone else, thank you, thank you, thank you for the support, the downloads, the shares, the likes, and all that good stuff. I I couldn't do it without all the support on every single level. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And get ready, because on Wednesday, Wednesday night, Wednesday evening, depending on what time zone you're in, we will be back to discuss Chapter 3, The Book of Boba Fett, what else is in store for our our, uh, our, our daimyo of Tatooine, our, our aspiring daimyo of Tatooine. Who can tell? Who can say? But we're all excited to see where it goes next. And after after that incredible episode this past week, ooh, baby. Ooh, baby, I can't get to that episode fast enough. All right, Bucketheads. I will talk to you all later. Have a good one. We'll talk on Wednesday. And remember, this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession.